Good morning and welcome to Special Situation Investing, episode 22, covering Garrett Motion Q1 2022 earnings call today. So today we'll be revisiting Garrett Motion Series A preferred stock. If you'd like more background information on the company and haven't listened to episode 12 yet, I recommend you give it a listen at your convenience. And now without further delay, let's jump right into today's update on the company. Last Thursday, Garrett Motion's CEO, Oliver Rabler, discussed their Q1 2022 earnings on the quarterly earnings call. Negative impacts on earnings from global chip shortages, supply chain disruptions, and negative currency effects continue to impact their profits, but the improvement to their balance sheet and capital structure remains on track. Last quarter, CEO Oliver Rabler forecast a $197 million early repayment to the company's Series B stock in Q1 of 2022, and delivered as promised. If you remember from the Garrett Motion Series A preferred episode of the podcast, Garrett is prioritizing repayment of its post-bankruptcy debt obligation to former parent Honeywell. On the books, this debt would cost Garrett $834 million to repay, but by paying the debt early and avoiding interest payments, the company could pay just $534 million to Honeywell and save $250 million in interest charges. As it stands, the Series B Honeywell liability has been reduced from $834 million to just $207 million in little more than a year post-bankruptcy. Because early payments on the Series B save Garrett Motion on interest charges, the net present value of the outstanding Series B shares is $204 million. $204 million is well within the company's ability to repay this year and will mark their first step to a normalized, i.e. all common stock, capital structure. Once the Series B is paid off, I expect Garrett to redeem the Series A preferred shares and save the company further expenditures on the 11% Series A dividend that is to date accumulating in the background and unpaid. Garrett made further strides to its normalized capital structure in the following two ways. First, they repurchased a block of common stock, bringing the share count down from 65 million shares last year to the current common share count of 52 million. Furthermore, they repurchased a block of Series A, bringing that number down from 246 million shares to just 243 million shares. Assuming the company eliminates the Series B liability in 2022 and converts the Series A into common, they'd be left with a common share count of 295 million shares. This is assuming they make zero additional repurchases of their Uh, common, or Series A preferred shares. In the Garrett Motion Series A preferred episode, I used the company Brog Warner as a comp for Garrett Motion's valuation. The two companies share a duopoly in the OEM turbocharger market, and it stands to reason that their valuations should be similar to each other. As of today, Brog Warner trades at 16 times earnings, with a market cap of nearly $9 billion. Again, assuming that Garrett converts its remaining Series A shares into common this year, after retiring the Series B liability, it will have a share count of $295 million. With Garrett trading around $8 a share, 
recently, this would give it a market cap of under $2 billion. Or, put another way, Garrett would have a normalized capital structure market cap just one quarter uh, the valuation of its duopoly industry partner. This valuation seems too low for a company with such a strong position relative to Brog Warner. Overall, based on last week's earnings call, Garrett Motion is on track to normalize its capital structure in 2022. Under a normalized capital structure, the company trades at a 75% discount to its duopoly partner, Brog Warner. And with the Series A preferred shares, you have priority over other debt in the capital structure, combined with the 11% dividend and participation in any common dividends paid. The risk-reward still looks good to me, and even though the company trades above my initial cost basis, I find myself adding to the holding whenever the shares dip down again to a reasonable level. Okay, I know this one was short, but I felt that the Q1 earnings call warranted an update to the previously discussed holding, and I look forward to digging up some more investment ideas in the next podcast. Until then, remember you can support the show via a Bitcoin wallet address on our homepage. I'll include a link to the page along with my strike referral code in the show notes so that you can support us by whichever means works best for you if you are so inclined. Until then, thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.